Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I say, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakoven and Enrique Alvarez Clearing. Congratulations to everybody out there. You've made it to Friday and the lunch hour. Hopefully, you uh, I say this every Friday, you just kind of take the rest of the day off. Uh, tell your boss that I said so because, you know, it, it's whatever. I mean, the sun's out. You might as well not really have too much of a productive uh, Friday afternoon. But what you should do is get a little bit more productive as far as your Husker football recruiting knowledge. And that's why every Friday we bring on Brian Munson of Husker 3 and online. We've decided to... To do that again and to continue and, uh, and and become smarter like we do every time we talk to Brian. Brian, how's it going today? It's going well. I'm just getting the Masters turned on here a little bit and getting up to speed. Had to not pay attention too much this morning, so we're seeing what's going on now. Yeah, it's always good to, hey, to catch guy. up. Yeah. Hey, what? I said, <laughs> hey, <laughs> I said, hey, hey, Bry guy, how you doing? Hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know where we, we should probably start. We always get it at some point, and so we might as well just get it out of the way. Any updates on Dylan Riola? I know there's uh, some feelings that, that you know, I, I know that spring game cancellation kind of scared a little bit, you know, some people off a little bit. Um, but uh, is there any update on him, or are we kind of expecting kind of a not too many updates here as he kind of focuses on himself, I suppose, for the spring? Well, I mean, the the the, the good takeaway here is that he is focusing on himself enough to basically cancel all of his April trips. Um, I think I think where people maybe have felt like before that, you know, oh, he's not coming to town. That means he's going to Georgia or whatever. No, it doesn't sound like it. It sounds like this is kind of a unilaterally becoming a month for for Dylan to kind of get to work on Dylan. And um, and, and that's, that's cool. I, I, honestly, I – I don't know how some of these guys do it. I mean, if you go back and like look at, well, Brandon Baker, for example, or Nate Frazier, or a better example is probably Jacob and Gerard Smith from Connecticut. Like those, the the, the twin brothers, Smiths, they're on the road. It seems like every other day, and I don't even know how. Like you go to high school, like a, academy prep school, you know, with with basically that type of schedule. So. I, I think that I, I know from talking to folks that, that have talked to Dom personally, um, it's always been very, very important for Dylan to kind of be a kid, not forget that he's 16, 17, 18 year, years old. You know, it's one of the reasons why the the idea of, of reclassification to 2023 was never going to happen because basically they, they wanted him to remain a, remain a kid and they were going to enjoy their time with them. So um, I think the biggest takeaway obviously is that he, he isn't coming to Nebraska, but he's not going anywhere else. I think that there's a lot of knee jerking every single time something happens in that space. I think things will be very, very quiet over the next three to four weeks. And then we'll start to see some stuff here towards the end of the month. 
Now, also, you mentioned a few names. I did want to kind of get to get to your thoughts on on where they're at. Brandon Baker, the top offensive lineman across the country, uh, seemed to like his visit that he took with with Dylan Riola. Um, I was all excited because I saw that he was kind of scheduling a visit for for Nebraska, and I realized he's got like seven or eight visits, so kind of kind of let me down a little bit there. But where he's is Nebraska everywhere. with Brandon Baker? Yeah, so Nebraska's going to get another chance to, to host him again in April. Um, it's going to be for the spring game. Uh, I will I, I, I will go out this on a go out there on a, on a, a confident but kind of a, uh, kind of reserved limb. I think Nebraska is very high on his board. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Huskers put put forth their best foot to impress him. He obviously knows what the NIL situation is all about there at Nebraska. He knows what the team situation is all about. I think he understands the picture when it comes to Matt Rule, what they want to do, how they can kind of see him, utilize him. And I think the other part, honestly, is that, you know, when he decides to to commit, it's a family commitment. The family is coming along. They're going to they're gonna move. They're going to move and they're going to go with him. Wow. And I think Lincoln was a desirable place for them to go live. So I think it's been one, it's, it, that's, it goes like hand in hand with like how Matt rule has been recruiting people. He's been like the ultimate, like salesman. It's not been, he's not selling himself for his offense or his pro potential or pro background or previous like successes. He's been featuring and showcasing Lincoln and the school and the program. It's not been about like, come here to play for Matt rule. It's come here to play for Nebraska. Come to Lincoln, come check this thing out. And I think that that really, really, really helped with Brandon Baker. Now, is he a guy, and I know he's, he's uh, like you kind of say with Dylan, he's still kind of a kid. He's going into his senior year, so it'd be hard to say this, yeah. but just kind of interested in how offensive line recruiting rankings go. Are there some guys that kind of get the better ranking because they look closer to, like, hey, these guys could play early on? I know usually you're expecting them to take a year or two in the weight room, or do some of them kind of get that rating based on this guy's got the frame, it's going to take a while, um, but eventually yeah. down the road he's going to be good. Where does kind of Brandon Baker fall in that line? Well, when I talked to, I talked, I just talked to Sean Callahan about this the other day because Sean, Sean had the had the privilege of of interviewing Brandon face to face for a recruiting spotlight, and um, I was texting him and I said, "You realize you're talking to a, a future first round draft pick." Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's like that's that is that's pretty amazing when you start thinking about that in terms of these guys being you know, not even 18 years old in a lot of cases. Um, With Brandon Baker, I think the idea would be you're playing at one of the best high schools in the country against some of the best competition in the nation. How ready do you, you know, could you potentially be to come in? Because I think a lot of that comes down to physical readiness, competition readiness, you know, you may have a guy that's a little bit more of a project, but he's got the right size, he's got the right athleticism, you know, just doesn't have some things maybe put together in terms of like the speed off the edge is different. You know, the physicality is different. You're getting a little bit better view of that, I think, at at modern day. And I think that that's going to help Baker out when it comes to getting ready. But I think in other places where you don't have – that kind of view when uh, week to, you know, day to day in practice or 
on Friday night lights when it comes to playing the other team, uh, it makes it a little bit more difficult for those guys to come and be prepared. But I, I think the idea here would be that Baker could be in a position to come in potentially wherever he goes to and, and be and potentially add something and be productive in his uh, very early in his career. So that's at least what I would say about Baker and how it would set up to me. We're speaking with Brian Munson of on three Husker online and uh, Brian, uh, kind of going off the offensive line, going to the wide receivers. Um, two, this is a two-parter. Um, Zion Carney from down in Texas cancels or reschedules maybe his visit to Nebraska, stays home, and is yeah. is going to visit Houston this this weekend. Um, what do you make of that? And then Gatlin Bear, the uh, wide receiver, number one recruit out of the state of Idaho, uh, goes down to the Texas relays. And, you know, we're talking about track speed quite often and runs a, what was it, a 10-1 down at the Texas relays to, to win the event for high schoolers. Um, that That's a different kind of speed than even the guys that Nebraska has recruited, Malachi Coleman and and uh, and, and, and the guys like that. 10-1-8 was his time in his, in his earlier heat. He won a loaded field uh 10, with a 10-2-8, he won the entire thing as a gold medal at, in Austin. But this is a guy coming from Burley, Idaho, um, to come down to Texas and show these guys how to run. Mm. Uh, it, it, it was eye-opening. Um, there's some, there's some. This is a speed state. Not going to lie to you. I mean, there's, there, there's, some, there's some dudes here that that just straight up can get it done. Look at Bryce Turner, where he, where he's been at with a, a sub 10-3. You know, and and Bear comes down on his first run, runs a sub ten two, and wins at sub ten three. So you're talking about some exceptional athleticism uh, on Bear, and, and and I think what's going to get really interesting with him, obviously, he got he got incredibly popular too. Like he he left Nebraska, had a wonderful trip. I'm coming back, guys, and then gets a Georgia offer, and then he gets an Arkansas offer, uh, and then he got TCU. So, um. He's going to continue to to get more and more attention, and and that track meet itself is going to get him more attention. And then when he goes out to Eugene and does the same thing in Oregon, he's going to have a chance to visit Oregon at that time. And I think he'll if he has another kind of similar performance, it's going to blow up. It's really going to blow up for him. But I, I think Nebraska did a great job recruiting him. Garrett McGuire was with him every step of the way throughout the entire weekend. We heard it from him, you know how how important it is that he could come he could come to Nebraska. They see him in this big play role where you know they're baiting, they're baiting, and then all of a sudden they're they're using him to break it open, and that's where they can kind of see him fitting. But back to Zion Carney, a um, little bit of a little bit of a of a of, a, of an absolute, you know, like a, a blow a, a, because I don't know if I like where Nebraska's wide receiver recruiting board is yet. Um, you've got a couple guys in state that have offers. Uh, they didn't come to junior day a week or two ago. There's no real pending visit for either one of them to get back anytime soon. Although I think it'd be pretty easy for them to do that. Uh, Carney then takes a step back. Bear is going to become one of the more popular people in the country here pretty quick. Um, Ryan Wingo, you know, obviously you had a chance to host him. He was he quick got in to Lincoln on, on Friday and quick got out Friday night because he was going on another visit on Saturday. Or no, he had track on Saturday. But he's he's not coming back to necessarily to Nebraska at, at the moment. I just 
not sure I like where Nebraska's board is at. I'm not feeling great looking at it. Um, like I said, because Bears going to blow up, and you don't know what's what's kind of going on with Nick Morris and Hall at the moment, and who, where where are your other guys kind of at when it comes to like the rest of your board? Uh, interesting, kind of two part question here again. We like to throw two parters at you, so yeah, you it's really fun. Kind of think good, through. good. <laughs> uh, but Gibson Pyle, the the offensive lineman from uh, Texas, jumps in for Nebraska. Um, so we want to hear a little bit about him. But then the other part of that is is of course Matt Rule and staff have been really recruiting Texas heavily. And then there's the old uh, age old debate, which national uh, pundits will always say Nebraska is missed because they don't recruit Texas anymore. I just wanted to kind of pick your brain on, on, you know, how much, how much of a factor that that actually has been, because I know some people will, will bite back at that as well. Yeah. I, I think that Texas, I mean, having a son that's grown up here, having seen a couple guys that had Nebraska offers, seeing Nebraska come through talking to high school coaches, whether Nebraska was in the Big Ten or the Big 12, there's always been a brand here for Nebraska. There's always been an angle to go recruit guys. I think that people probably oversold the idea that you don't play in the state of Texas anymore, therefore you don't have a leg to stand on. Mm. Tell that to Ohio State. Tell that to Notre Dame. Tell that to Michigan. They are all down here recruiting state of texas successfully too um so i don't think that that's as big of a thing as what it once was i think nebraska wanted to kind of take their things and maybe see what the big 10 footprint was going to do in terms of kind of opening things up and getting more out to piscataway more out to new york and the east coast and it happened you got a couple guys but you didn't have the type of success that typically you would have here in Texas if you really wanted to put your nose at the grindstone and and go get guys. And that's what happens when you go go down here and you spend time, you get guys like Gibson Pyle. And Gibson Pyle commits, you know, out of the Houston area, not even the Dallas area. The Dallas area, you're nine hours away from, from Lincoln. Um in 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 Houston, if you're driving up like Roger like Roger Gadney, um and, and Houston and, and Gibson Pyle now you're probably a little bit closer to 12 and a half, 13 hours if you're driving it. Um, still doable, a little bit of a little bit of a longer trip, but um, Pyle is going to play guard at Nebraska, maybe even possibly some center, uh, plays tackle currently for his high school team, and going to move inside, and he, he's kind of looking forward to it. And even as like his high school coach is going to give him a little bit of a look this year, potentially like moving inside to guard. Um He's a very good athlete, very smart kid, great frame, like 6'5", 280-ish. Um, finishes all of his blocks, plays really good competition down here in Texas. Had some great offers. Obviously had some of those really, you know, uh, academic schools like Stanford and Cal after him as well. Um, great get. Really is a great get for Nebraska. Uh, I think that there's a lot of upside, and he's – He's like says to me, he goes, you know, look, the, the the change from tackle to guard is simple. The guys are faster on the outside, and when I move inside, it becomes a fight. Mm. And I think people would just love to have that mentality inside at guard. 
Yeah, it'll be fun to see uh, how, how his career plays out here. Uh, one final question for you, just because we get toward the spring game. Uh, what is this looking at as far as the recruiting uh, type of situation for Nebraska? And do we expect oh, uh, over the next couple weeks, I think two weeks until the spring game, uh, to hear that more guys are going to, to come aboard for the spring game? Absolutely. There's only like five guys from the 2024 class that we know about, but they're pretty good guys too. I mean, Baker, obviously, who we talked about, Willis McGahee the fourth. They would be coming in for his second visit. You get Gibson Pyle back in town again. Uh, then you get a couple guys that, you know, like Landon Brown's a, a defensive tackle out of Mississippi. Who's He is taking some visits that would kind of open your eyes for a guy that doesn't really have that offer sheet. I think a lot of schools are just kind of, who's going to take the first stab on this guy and maybe make me have to react to him? Like he's visited Florida and um, Ole Miss and a bunch of other schools. And then you get Jordan Ochoa back. And Jordan Ochoa is out of Castle View or Castle Rock, uh, Colorado. Um, and he was originally from Gearing, Nebraska, and moved out to try to get a little bit more noticed when it, come to, when it came to football. And it worked. And his dad played it at University of Nebraska at Kearney, which is the second guy we know about um, – this year because Gage Ginther's dad also played at Carney too. So kind of a weird, kind of a weird little kind of connection there going through Carney and the Lopers. But um, yeah, I, I think we'll definitely see more guys pop up here in the coming weeks. I think that they're just going to in-state guys are always kind of late to book that one. Christian Jones told me yesterday he thought he'd be back in town too. So mm. that's a big one for the 2025 class. Excellent stuff. Once again, he's Brian Munson of On3 and Husker Online. Joins us every Friday. Brian, thanks for making us smarter once again. Have a great weekend, guys. We'll see you. All right, there he goes. Uh, we are up against it, so we better take a break. But there's a lot of stuff breaking down in the transfer portal. Maybe making Hunter Dickinson think about twice about transferring out of Michigan, even. Mm -hmm. uh, but we'll talk about what Nebraska's interests are in there, as well as some Big Ten news. Uh, one prominent player declaring for the uh, the draft. So uh, we'll talk. I'll break all that down. Coming up next, on take a water cooler.